Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk. Such an exciting topic today. I'm very excited actually about my guest and the topic. I have a lot to say about this topic myself. And I have someone on who I met very serendipitously. And I'm so excited to talk with him. He is fascinating. Let me just start by talking about what is our topic today. So we are going to talk about entrepreneurship. And I think that the twist here is we're going to talk Uh, with this brilliant guy about the psychology of being an entrepreneur. And people tell me all the time um, about, you know, like when I opened a clinic, you know, many of you know me as this person who runs the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Uh, My training was in psychology, certainly not in business. However, there is a business to even running a psychology clinic. So it's been a really interesting road for me, and um, I've really enjoyed both parts of it, the entrepreneur part and, of course, the psychology part. So I was extremely lucky um, a couple of months ago. Uh, my path crossed with this um, very interesting man by the name of James Beach, or Jim Beach, as I call him. Um, he has an amazing radio show called uh, School for Startups, And he has started businesses and taught entrepreneurship around the world. He wrote a book called School for Startups that was published in June 2011. But let me just tell you this. At the age of 25, he started a company called the American Computer Experience and grew the company with no capital infusion to $12 million in annual revenue and to over 700 employees operating in 39 states and three countries. So, I mean, that, I think, speaks for itself. Talk about expertise. And he's taught entrepreneurship all over the place. And when we met, and this, I think, Jim, we're going to welcome you in a moment, but this is part of it, is that things happen for a reason. Because when I met Jim, I was on his show talking about anxiety videos, and he told me he used to live in Montreal when he was doing some business here, so we're going to get to that too. Um, I personally want to say that uh, every conversation I've had with Jim has been not only fascinating, but filled with a component of generosity, which I'm not an entrepreneur expert. I'm a psychology expert, but I think generosity is part of doing well, so we'll see if Jim agrees with me, but first, let's welcome him to the show. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor. Well, we're really excited to have you. I mean, you've had a really interesting life, and you've done amazingly well. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is that you've also had difficulties. It hasn't been always a straight road. So let's go back to some of these hints I said, like, how were you in Montreal? How did that happen? And how did you in any way build a company with $12 million in revenues? Like, hello, you're a young guy. Yeah, I had a good run in the 20s. In my 20s, it was very successful. We had a summer camp company that grew into the world's largest children's education company. So in any way that we could separate parents from their money while taking care of their kids, we did. So we had 
large uh, deals with companies like Disney where we would help them. You know, they have their large training facility down in Orlando for softball tournaments and things like that, and we would help them manage the kids there. We also worked with the boys and girls clubs uh, all over the country. But then we also had summer camps all over the world, and one of those was at McGill in Montreal. And so that's how I was fortunate enough to spend some time there in Montreal, one of my favorite cities. I also went to college in Vermont. So we used to drive up to Montreal to go to the bars and get the oh, really boy. good 6% liquor uh, beers and stuff like that too. I might've served you in those bars. I'm sure I've told you I was a bartender for 22 years of my life. I might've been serving those drinks when you were coming up from Vermont. We used to always get Vermont kids in Montreal. Yes. I imagine you were at a little bit higher quality joints than we were hanging out with. Uh, (laughs) We were at the lowest quality places that you could find in Canada. I imagine. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that some point off the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do that off the record. (laughs) Okay. So tell me, Jim, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship, you know, I think I know what we're talking about. But like for the average person, what is entrepreneurship? Like, what does it mean? I think 99% of the world, if you were to ask them to play Family Feud, right, the top three answers on the board, what are they? And Steve Harvey would point to the big board behind him. I think that entrepreneurship is creative people, right, doing creative things. There's an element of creativity, There's certainly an element of risk, and there's certainly an element of passion, people doing what they love. And so something about those three things are the standard stereotypical definition of entrepreneurship, creative people taking big risks, starting businesses that they're passionate about. That's your standard uh, run-of-the-mill definition. And my thesis, my contention is that it's 100% wrong, that all three of those are wrong, that it's got you know, it can have an element of creativity. It can be very risky. You can be passionate about it. But I think that for the man, woman sitting on the sofa saying, hey, I wish I were an entrepreneur. And for the average American, and I'm sure that this is true for Canadians as well. I don't think there's really any difference. 67% of Americans, so I'm going to include Canadians too, North Americans think that they would like to be an entrepreneur. And unfortunately, only about 11% of them are. So there's this huge 50, 55% gap. People who want to be entrepreneurs, but remain sitting on the sofa for their entire life and afraid to start a business. And I think that we all know the reasons. They are, now's not the time for me to do that. You know, my boys are about to go off to college, and so I can't take the risk right now. Or, you know, when God throws that creativity lightning bolt at me, when I get my brilliant idea, oh boy, am I going to jump at it and I'm going to go start the coolest business in the world. Or, you know, when I discover what I'm really passionate about, I'm going to, to do it. I'm going to find something that I really love and I'm going to run the greatest business ever when I figure out what I'm passionate about. And then they wake up at 77 years old and they have a gold watch from their retirement party and have never done it. So these ideas, I think, are though certainly understandable, it is what is holding Americans, America, Canadians, Europeans, Asians, everyone back from starting a business. And it's really sad to me. And so my, my sort of mission in life is to teach people that, you know what, creativity is awesome for the artist. Passion is wonderful for your religion and in the bedroom. Uh, risk is awesome 
for the bungee jumper and the parachutist. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you do not need to worry about creativity. As a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with copy borrowing and stealing someone else's idea. That you know, I can point to millions of businesses that are pure copies of something else. Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott, Days Inn, Comfort Inn, right? McDonald's, Hardee's, Burger King, In-N-Out Burger, right? You know, there's nothing special about having a new idea. As a matter of fact, having a new idea can be very bad for your entrepreneurship. So I love creativity, but I don't want you to wait on creativity to start a business. I don't like risk. I'm, I'm never a fan of risk at all. And people are saying, you know, I can't take that risk right now. Well, I'm sorry, I forgot one great statistic that I want to throw in about creativity. According to the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, which is run by Babson University and the London School of Economics, 93% of businesses around the world are copies of an existing business. So the creativity piece is not required. Uh, there's nothing special about it. So anyway, on to risk. Uh, I understand that you don't want to risk a bunch of money. Well, I can point to someone who has started a business in every single industry who did it for under $5,000. As a matter of fact, most successful businesses are started with a bunch of money. I know that with my business, when I did get a bunch of money, at one point we raised several million dollars in venture capital. The first thing I did, and remember I was a boy in my 20s, was you know those laser lights that project your logo down onto the floor? They use them at the NBA games and stuff. Well, we went and bought three of those. And so what's the ROI on a laser logo projection system? It's exactly zero, right? But it was a really cool thing to have. And when you have money, I find that it actually is bad for your business. It allows you to ignore the problems with sales that you have. And so we could go into this in a lot of detail, but having money is not necessarily the panacea that people think it is. Having money can be very bad for your business. And so I like the person who starts with $500, $5,000. And in a minute, I'll tell you my story about Joey, my brother-in-law, one of my favorite stories. And passion as well. You know, the idea that, oh, you have to love what you're doing. You have to love it and be passionate about it. Well, no, that's just not true. What I would propose instead is that passion for the process is enough. You don't have to love the purse that you're selling. As a matter of fact, I find it very strange if you love purses enough to call that a passion, right? You don't have to love the process of being an architect and the passion for the business. What about just the passion for the freedom that you have, the passion for the short commute that you have to your home office, the passion for doing whatever you want whenever you want, the passion for going to school at 2 o'clock in the afternoon to drive carpool because you can work until 9 o'clock at night. I'm not passionate about the thing. I'm passionate about the process. And so that's a very important mind shift that – suggest, you know what, you can be an entrepreneur and not necessarily love the material thing that you are selling.
So, Jim, you know, we're just about to go to break, but, you know, one of the things that comes to mind very much as you're talking is something that it's funny because you're in the business of teaching people about being great entrepreneurs. I'm in the business of teaching people to be the best they can be psychologically. And there's a similarity I'm hearing, and it reminds me of the Nike slogan, the just do it. I I heard a little bit of just do it in you from what you were saying is that if we're waiting for the perfect moment and the perfect product, we're going to be waiting forever. I quite agree with you. It's taking an action plan. So I'm going to ask people while we go on the break to think about that. What's stopping them from taking that step? And we'll, when we're back from the break, we'll get some information from Jim on this Just Do It and how you do get yourself to take that step and that story you were referring to. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. 
Oh boy, it's going to be an exciting hour. I can see that there's so much to talk about. I always like to send out a special thank you to our sponsor, Spa Maneri, and mention to you that if you're in the Montreal area and you want to get give yourself a day of self-care and love, this is an amazing place to go. 514-695-5040. And Jim, they're really smart entrepreneurs because they're offering 15% off to anyone who mentions the word Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. So 514-695-5050. Four zero, an amazing woman running spamineri.com. Okay, so on right before the break, I was talking about the Just Do It concept. And it's funny because I just came back from leading the women's retreat that I do. Um, and there was a lot of talk about a psychological concept which is studied, which is that motivation does not come before action. So, for example, if you want to exercise in life and you're waiting for motivation, you're going to wait a long time. It's action before motivation. It's really not well known, but you have to take a step first. Now, Jim told me on the break that this has an entrepreneurial scientific name known as the Corridor Principle. Jim. So again, imagine that you want to start a business, but you're waiting for some sort of inspiration. The corridor principle says this, that you start off life standing at the beginning of a long hallway. And the hallway has many doors off the right and off the left. And because of your perspective, because of where you are in your life, because of your past experiences, you cannot necessarily see into those rooms, right? You have to move down the pathway before you can see into the room on the right or on the left. And so what if the business that you are truly passionate about is in one of those rooms? And the only way you would have discovered that is if you started becoming an entrepreneur, you started getting out there in the community and being known as an entrepreneur, and someone comes up to you one day and says, hey, I really need help with this idea that I have. I would love for you to be my partner. And that's when you discover what your passion in life is. The idea is you can't discover the cool things down the pathway of life until you start moving down the pathway of life because your perspective just isn't there yet. So one of the favorite stories I love to tell is my wife. My wife uh, was not an entrepreneur. I challenged her to start a small business, and she did, and we can talk about that. It fulfills all of my principles. But the most important thing was is that because of that, she started teaching other people how to be an entrepreneur. Her job, her boss said, wow, Megan, I've noticed a real difference in your personality in the last year. You're becoming so much better. And that led to a 61% increase in her salary at her normal job. That wouldn't have happened if she had not started down the pathway uh, by herself. And just as you said, action precedes motivation. I 100% believe that. You've got to get started, get off the sofa. And that's when a low-risk creative opportunity that you are passionate about it will present itself. So is that what happened with your first business, like the camps? Is like How did that happen? No, it, it happened because I was fired from Coca-Cola and I had nothing to do and couldn't get a job. So how'd so, you do it? How did you not have a job to turn it into a $12 million company? Well, uh, a little bit of luck and a whole lot of hard work. So the important thing is is that there was a, a company that I copied. There was a company that operated out of Clark Crest Resort in Connecticut. And if you remember the movie Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze, remember? Imagine that resort aged... 50 years. 
that's where my competitor operated at a dump, an absolute dump. But he had a program very similar to mine. And I went there as a child, as a 10, 12, 11-year-old, I went to that program. And 10 years later, when I wanted to start a business, I basically copied, borrowed, and stole his idea. Of course, I didn't steal any trademarks, any copyrighted material. I was legal about it, but I took his idea and made it better. So his program was run at Clark Crest Resort in Connecticut, a total dump. I chose to run mine at MIT, Stanford, Georgetown, UCLA, SMU, Emory, McGill, Amherst, the University of Michigan, the best schools in the world. And so where would you rather send your child, to Clark Crest Resort in Connecticut or to Stanford or MIT for the summer? So it's a, very, yeah, it's a very important principle. I copied his business, but I just made it infinitely better. And so when it came time for me to start the business, I asked him about buying a franchise, and he came back with an astronomical price, which I couldn't afford. And so I started called up MIT and Stanford and said, hey, can we run a summer program on your university? And both universities said yes, much to my shock. And we booked the weeks and we were off and running. I started running ads, which I placed on my credit card. I paid for them with a credit card and paid for about $2,000 of ads, about $10,000 in Palo Alto and $10,000 in Massachusetts and Boston. And a week or two, a month later, people started sending in deposits. And I started buying more ads. And more deposits came in. And I started buying more ads. And I had a very simple philosophy. I didn't do anything until I absolutely needed to. So I literally did not create a checking account until I had a check in my hand to go deposit. And I created the checking account simply so I could go and deposit the check. And I didn't buy a business license until I needed to. And the only reason you need to buy a business license is so you can get a checking account. So I had a check in a hand for a business that did not exist. I walked in, got my business license, then went and got a checking account and then cashed the check. And then I used that to buy more uh, advertisements. We woke up one day and I had like 50 names of people who had expressed interest in the program. And I was like, well, darn it, I better create a brochure. And so I went and created a brochure so that I could mail something to the 50 people that I already had collected the names. And on and on and on like that. I didn't write my curriculum until I was on the way to Stanford driving cross country. I literally wrote the curriculum in the car uh, as I drove cross country from Atlanta all the way to Northern California. We hired our employees two or three weeks before the program started. Nothing was done until it had to be done. And because of that, I didn't spend money until I had to. And in the end, this is very important. We did $56,000 in revenue. We spent exactly $56,000 in cost, made zero profit. But at the end of the first week, the people there, the campers, the parents, started asking about signing up for next summer. And so we started collecting deposits immediately for next summer, which I then rolled into an advertising budget for year two. Year two, we did $256,000 in revenue, made about $10,000, $20,000 in profit. And by year seven, we were at $12 million in revenue. So look at the uh, growth curve on that. So 
literally started with $2,000 borrowed off of a credit card. It is the definitive bootstrap story. It's an amazing story. And um, I think that what's very real about it and, and important that you I want to highlight is, like you said, there's other people running businesses that you can certainly get ideas from and copy. Uh, you know, Oscar Wilde said imitation is the greatest form of flattery. But I did appreciate the fact that you also brought up, as an ethical woman, you brought up the fact that it was legal and ethical. So it's one thing to copy someone's ideas. It's a good idea. It's quite another thing, I would think, as an entrepreneur, to go steal do you agree? Of course, and I and I didn't do a single thing that was unethical. He never sued us. You know, we competed in the open marketplace. Uh, the most important thing, though, is that everything he did, I did better. So he was at Clark Crest. I was at Stanford. He had no sponsors. We were sponsored by Intel and Microsoft and Logo or uh, Lego. And How did you get those sponsors? <clears throat> You know, when you get one brand name to wrap yourself in, like MIT and Stanford, and then you have 100,000 kids coming through your program, 100,000 future thought leaders that we are going to brainwash for you, uh, the sponsors rolled in, and we had, you know, Swatch and NASA and the London Times and George Lucas and EA Games and Hasbro and Mattel and Intel and Microsoft, you know, I mean, so and you, were, was, you were in your twenties during this time. You were in your twenties. Yes. yes. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. What's even more unbelievable is that parents would come drop their kids off with two 25 year old kids and leave. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yes. That's unbelievable. So I, you know, I guess this is going to lead into our next segment. And so you had to have been riding high. I mean, things were going well for you. You, you had to have been pretty impressed with your own entrepreneurial style. I mean, you obviously had done something pretty incredible. And then, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is hardship. And I don't know the full story, but somewhere along here, some difficult things started happening to you. Is that right? Bankrupt, divorced, and disabled all at the same time. Okay. So is it true, just as a little teaser here, is it true that before the bankrupt, divorced, um, and that whole stage that you were pretty much, you had to have been feeling on top of the world? Sure. I won the 40 under 40 award. I was number one. I won business person of the year in the city. We were on the Inc. 5000, the Inc. 50 list. You know, uh, uh, everything in the world was wonderful. Couldn't have been any better. Okay, so we're going to take a break, but just imagine being on top of the world, being young, having your whole life in front of you, and then things start coming, crashing down. What happens next? We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Time is going a little too fast for my liking. Jim Beach has a fascinating story and talks about uh, school for startups. He has an amazing radio show, by the way. You want to check that out. He's an entrepreneur. And uh, we're just hearing about how he started his first business, was on top of his game, and then things start to go wrong. And I'm very curious, A, what happened, B, how you coped with it, C, and how you turned your lemons into lemonade. Take it away, Jim. My goodness, there's a lot to tell. So... One of the things that we had, we had a big problem buying computers. Every year we needed thousands of new computers. And this was back in the age when a computer, the kind of computer we needed cost three, four thousand dollars $4,000. So we would literally need $10 million of computers every year to run our program. And we found a man, a man that you've all heard of, who I'm legally not allowed to mention, that said he could get us free computers. And he did. Uh, the problem was is that they ended up not being free. And so we ended up several million dollars in debt. And Why I weren't was, they free? Uh, he lied to us. This is a Ooh. man who's been on the cover of all the magazines that you've seen who is just not an honest person. And he said that he would raise a bunch of money for us, venture capital, and we would literally walk into Vulcan Ventures, Paul Allen's venture fund in Seattle, 
without an appointment and just walk in and he would expect people to meet with us, which they would because he was powerful enough. And so we had a, you know, an agreement where he would help us raise the money to grow the business. And I would turn on the TV and I would see a news report of him and Stad at the ski race and then him in Le Mans for the Formula One and then him dating a Academy Award winning actress. And I would call and say, well, you know, I just spent $50,000 today because you told me to and I need the money. Where is the money? And two years later, we ended up uh, having to sue him and fire him and at that point i woke up and was 10 million dollars in personal debt uh, also at this time i was going to the doctor because i was starting to get pains in my body and one day i went to the doctor sandra and the doctor came back in and said well i'm going to get you a hospital bed and put you in the hospital you you wait right here and when he left the room i put my clothes back on and snuck out the back door of the doctor's office because i was 10 million dollars in debt and so it took us about two years to recover from that and to raise the money i was actually able to raise the money how? and many of the uh, I learned how to raise venture capital. I called all of the venture capitalists. And the interesting thing was is when I got through to the man at Vulcan Ventures who I had met before, his first question was, have you gotten rid of that guy yet? He knew what was going to happen, but he couldn't tell me. He couldn't you know, besmirch this man's character. And once I said, oh, yeah, we are no longer in business with him, and I told him the story, he was like, well, great. We love your idea. We'd love to talk to you now that you're not in bed with that guy anymore. Wow. So the man who you know, promised to be our savior, in fact, turned out to be our Judas. And the reason we couldn't raise money was because of him and his horrible reputation. And so – it was very difficult because the normal process is you go to a venture capitalist and say, I will go, you give me money and I'll go grow the business. We had done it backwards. We had grown the business but now needed the money to pay off the debt. And so that put us in a very precarious situation and people would offer us, we'll give you $5 million for 100% of the business because you are right now technically bankrupt. And so we were able to scrape our way through the two years. Uh, we did have to cut back significantly on growth, and we had to stop some of the initiatives that we were working on. But we did start an online school that sort of saved us for a while, and we were able to get some revenue coming in from that. And we had to negotiate with all of our vendors and say, look, I know I owe you a million and a half dollars. I'm going to pay you. I can go bankrupt now, in which case you'll get zero, or – you can say, good luck, I hope you raise the money, in which case maybe a year from now I will end up paying you, which is what happened. Eventually our vendors ended up working with us, and we were able to negotiate the debt. And by calling them on a weekly basis, we were able to eventually work a deal out where we paid them all off wow. and got out of the hole. By that time, I was so sick that I did end up in the hospital. I had a doctor tell me that I had a 10% chance of living through the night, that I was going to have to have surgery, emergency surgery on Valentine's Day of 2001. Um, ended up in the hospital for years after that uh, on, a ongoing, on an off type basis uh, with three chronic conditions, which I still enjoy having. Uh, lost a wife in the process and was at one time technically bankrupt, paralyzed, and divorced. All within like two or three months. How do you pull yourself out of that? You know, how, how, how do you do that? 
Well, you have a choice. You can either kill yourself or keep moving forward. I mean, there's nothing else to do. Those are your two choices. You know, you can't not keep moving forward because they would put you in jail and the bankruptcy, you know, and you would end up destitute with no place to live. Or you kill yourself. I mean, those are literally your choices. Fight forward and keep moving ahead or kill yourself. And I happen to believe that if you kill yourself, you go straight to hell with no purgatory. You know, I don't like that option. So I had no choice but to continue to fight forward. And it was the worst three years of my life. It was absolutely miserable and uh, cost many friends, cost many business relationships, and cost my family. I did end up divorced, and my wife moved the kids to another state. So I guess, you know, in getting to know you and having you on the show, um, I don't know if this fits into your description of an entrepreneur, um, but you are a fighter, Jim Beach. You're a fighter. You're a fighter. Uh, I've never been punched in the face. I don't mean it literally. (laughs) But you're a fighter. You have have no choice. can Can we add that to the definition of what an entrepreneur needs to be is they need to be a fighter? Yes, there needs to be some sort of personality element where they continue to persevere no matter what. That no matter how many girls say no to you, you keep asking new girls out on dates. No matter how many banks say no, you still go to the 812th bank. No matter how many venture capitalists say no, they're not going to give you money, you hang up and then call the next one on the list. And I had no choice but to do that. So, uh the only way that I survived was by just not letting the nose get me down. And the reason I was good at that was because I had asked 4,212 girls out and had 4,211 girls say no. So I'm very good at getting no's. I don't really believe you, but okay. But I, I remember when you told me the story the first time, but that last girl said, yes, tell us the That's happy right. ending. You only have to have one who says, yes, well, now I'm married with a beautiful wife and four beautiful children, and my children who moved away are you know, some of my best friends, and you know, we have an amazing relationship with all of us, including the ex-wife. You know, we it's all get along great, uh, but it was you know, 10 years of uh, purgatory on earth, you know, uh, absolute living hell every single day when you just didn't want to get up, but you had no choice. And, you know, it still isn't over. There are still horrible days for all of us. You know, I'm not going to say life is perfect and rosy and a, a bed of roses. There are still days when all of us have horrible things that happen when we lose parents and have health issues of our own. And I still have health issues. And my wife and I have arguments. And the kids really upset me and disappoint me. And I personally fail to do what I had achieved or set, you know, goals for myself. Goals where I say, today I'm going to do 10 things. And I end up... Uh, doing six of them or days when I end up doing zero of them. You know, uh, life is still about uh, failing. It's just about, as an entrepreneur, saying I'm going to keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. There's, you know, there's no other choice. There's that fight word. I love it. So we started off the show talking about how being an entrepreneur is not really about creativity, necessarily risk and passion. So are we ending up saying to a certain extent it's about fighting, moving forward, uh, finding meaning in the way the li- way your life twists and turns. I remember my dad telling me life doesn't actually turn out the way you decide it's going to turn out. There's twists and turns. What is your definition or your conclusion on what an entrepreneur is then? Well, there are a lot of definitions that I have heard that I like. 
uh, an entrepreneur is someone who uh, solves problems on a limited budget. I think that's my favorite academic definition. In terms of uh, a more colloquial definition, I love this one. An entrepreneur is someone who builds an airplane after they've jumped off the cliff. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Now, so, Jim, I understand also that you taught, right? You were, you were a teacher or are you a teacher? Uh, I taught at Georgia State University, which is Atlanta's big downtown university for nine years. Wow. Okay. And apparently you did some incredible experiment in your MBA class. We'll probably only get to start that before the break, but can you tell us a little bit about that and we'll continue after the break? I told my class that I could start a business that semester, get it 100% cash flow positive that semester, repay all startup capital that semester, and they got to choose the country and the industry that I would start the business in. Oh, no. What did they choose? Pakistan and furniture. No way. Hey, would I lie to you, Sandra, about Pakistani furniture? <laughs> oh, you're awesome. Okay, so Pakistani furniture, and you accepted this challenge from your class. Before the break, why would you do this to yourself, Jim? Why did you set out that challenge? What were you, what were you doing? Uh, I was proving that you can start a business with no creativity, no risk, and no passion. So you feel very passionate about not having passion, risk, and creativity. I am very passionate about that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to the break, and I cannot wait to hear what happened with Pakistan and furniture. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. 
Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I am having a fascinating conversation with Jim Beach. From the first time I spoke to him, I haven't stopped speaking to him. He's an interesting guy. Um, so we're in the middle of a class experiment. Before we get to that, as always, I ask guests to give a gift on the show. And Jim has an incredible gift to offer people. Jim, what's your gift? I actually have two gifts they can choose. Uh, if they email me at james.beach at att.net, I will give them my yet-to-be—it's unpublished. It's yet-to-be-published book on how to get on any radio show in the country, and uh, a—it's a book. It's about I don't know 50 pages that tells you how to go out there and get free radio publicity, and so it's a methodology. I used it to get on 200 radio shows to promote my book, School for Startups, and so that's not yet published, but it's done. And they can have that. If they're in the entrepreneurship small business space, I will give them a list of hundreds of entrepreneurship radio shows, podcasts that they can get on, including the email address of the host or the producer, so that they can email those people and get on radio shows and get tons. I'm talking $100,000 of free publicity. Incredible. Thank you, Jim. That's so generous of you. Um, and I think that you haven't talked much about that. I'm going back to your story in a moment. But I, you know, again, we've had a bit of a, you know, a few conversations. We've, we have a business relationship. And um, I, I do think it's important to highlight. And I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I do think in my own little entrepreneur world, I think being generous is also part of the equation, is it not? I don't think it has anything to do with entrepreneurship. It's just uh, a basic tenet of life that the more you give, the more you get. Okay, phew, you got me scared there. (laughs) That's not an entrepreneurship thing. It's just a a way of life, you know, that – and certainly I have found that the more I give to people, the more I get in return. So um, it's got nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Psychologically, it certainly fits with my way of thinking. And uh, you, you're being generous with the listeners. You've been generous with me. And uh, you said the more you give, the more you get. I couldn't agree more. And so, therefore, I guess I would parlay that into a business as well. So, good for you. Let's hear about Pakistan and furniture. I won the bet. What you won the bet. To say. Really? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, and you go on my LinkedIn profile, and anyone go to Jim Beach, and I'll accept any LinkedIn profile connection request. I accept all requests. I'm a lion. Uh, but if you scroll to the very bottom, you'll see a company called Timeless Chair, and you will see some of the products that we did. It was, again, a non-creative idea. Uh, Ten years prior to the bet, I had been at a flea market in Santa Monica, and I saw a piece of luggage 
made out of carpet remnants. And when I was thinking about a business to start in Pakistan, I, I, I know that Pakistan is most famous for its oriental rugs, its kilim carpets, uh, Persian rugs. And so I was like, well, let's start with that. And the class said furniture, not rugs. So I was like, well, what if we took a 100-year-old oriental rug and bought it at a flea market in Karachi, cut it up and used it as the fabric for a chair. And so that's exactly what we did. We would take American-looking chairs, American armchairs, like a Queen Anne armchair, take a 100-year-old rug, cut it up and make that as the fabric. And I could get one of those imported into the United States, into Charleston, South Carolina, for about $420, $450, depending on the model. I would then sell that chair as a unique work of art. There was no other chair like that in the world. This was a 100-year-old Killam carpet, and I could sell the chair for two or $3,000 and sold many, many, many of them at that price. My number one customer was a Ritz-Carlton hotel chain in Aspen with a brown leather distressed sofa and a dry stack stone fireplace and this is the chair that would go next to it uh one of my favorite stories is that one of my co-authors david beasley was hired to write the autobiography of one of the coca-cola ceos and he would go over to the coca-cola ceo's house and the ceo had a favorite chair and it turned out that that was one of my chairs that the ceo of coca-cola was it had bought his interior decorator had bought one of the chairs and again go to uh, my linkedin profile jim beach scroll to the very bottom timeless chair and you will see some of the pictures of some of the chairs that we built each one of them is absolutely gorgeous they are individual works of art wow so you opened the business you were successful at the business and then got out of the business you know, actually, our factory was destroyed in the Lahore earthquake of 2006, okay. and that sort of ended that. Okay. So what are you up to these days? I write radio. Or I write books. I have a new book coming out. I'd like to, you know, if people are interested in the story I was telling earlier about the summer camp, that entire story has been acted out as a 36-part entrepreneurial thriller podcast and if they go to schoolforstartupsradio.com they can listen to the entire story in 36 chapters uh, that book will be coming out soon so I'm working on that book I have the radio book that I referred to earlier coming out and another book also called Rock Stars in an Elevator. I do lots of public speaking, and of course I am an entrepreneur, and I have a dental business that I am uh, launching here in the next week or so. The website is 99.9% done, and I'm starting a dentist-related business here in the next week or two as well. Oh, boy. Okay, so there's a new twist, a dental business. Why a dental business? Uh, because everyone has teeth. And so, therefore, I have lots of customers. And the dental business, the entire American healthcare system is broken. We all know this. Obamacare, uh, the ACA, isn't a, a solution. Trump is going to change things. And I think that there's a huge market opportunity for a cash based uh, system for healthcare. And so, I hope to exploit that market niche uh, here in the next year or two. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Uh, no, uh, not really. My father was a physician who ran his own practice, so very similar to what you do at your anxiety clinic. Uh, he ran a large practice of many, many doctors, and he was the 
you know, the chief negotiator, uh, the deal maker for that. Because you do have an extraordinary uh, talent for seeing opportunities, it seems clear to me as you speak. What are That's because I've been walking down the corridor corridor. of opportunity for 30 years now, and therefore I've been exposed to lots of rooms on the left and the right. I love it. I love it. We're just about out of time, Jim. What's rock stars in an elevator? 14 songs that create perfect elevator pitches or value propositions. So uh, if you go to YouTube and Google Rockstar in an Elevator, you can see me talking about 14 songs, John Lennon's Imagine, uh, some Johnny Cash songs, some R.E.M. songs, some Leonard Skinner songs, some Lady Gaga songs. Each one is the template for a perfect elevator pitch or value proposition. Check that out on YouTube. You can see me making that presentation. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Jim, I, I feel like uh, I feel very grateful that I've met you um, and that we, you know, we've started a business relationship together. You're doing amazing stuff. What's the message you want to send out to people at, you know, as we start to say goodbye to you today? What's the message? You know, you everyone have? needs to get off the sofa. Anyone can be an entrepreneur. There's nothing special about it. You know, I think that entrepreneurs want to scare you away from being an entrepreneur by saying, oh, you have to take all this risk and I'm so creative. That's all a bunch of BS. They're just trying to protect you from the union. And, you know, there is no union card for being an entrepreneur. So they're trying to scare you away. If you start with under $5,000, you limit your risk. Go find someone else's idea. Go to Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. Magazine or listen to my radio show and copy someone else's idea and just execute it better in your market than they're doing it in their own market and you'll be really successful. Get off the sofa and go get started. Just do it. Just do it. You heard it from Jim Beach. Jim, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk. I really appreciate it. It's a fascinating talk with you. I appreciate you having me. It's been my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Finally, I'd like to all thank all of you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and I'd like to invite you all to come back next week if you're interested in our retreats, therapy, media, anything Jim mentioned on this show or previous shows, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, also, to receive some amazing free gifts or hear previous shows, check out straighttalksandareach.com. Add the forward slash forward slash radio gifts to receive some amazing free gifts and check out my Facebook page also straight talk Sandra Reich, where you can leave a question for me or any of my guests and while you're there remember to like the page as well you can hear this and any other prior show as a podcast on my website straighttalksandareach.com on the podcast app of your iPhone and on the iTunes sorry on iTunes under straight talk with Sandra Reich. and please drop me a line a question or a comment at info at help for anxiety depression.com if you're a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety depression emotional regulation or living a purposeful life remember that i am your source for evidence-based practice and education my name is sandra reish and i promise i'll help you learn to live your best life again next thursday same time same channel in the meanwhile this is straight talk with sandra reish keep your eyes on the stars Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.